Hey everyone, what is up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival. Welcome back to episode number 279. So it is the end of another great year, and I thought it'd be a lot of fun and useful for our listeners if I would break out my crystal ball and give you my top five predictions for threats that we could be facing in 2020. Now, this is no conspiracy spin here, okay? I'm talking about real, no BS observations and factors that you and your family need to be aware of, and I'm also gonna be giving you several action steps for how you can prepare for these threats. Now, it's all coming right up, but don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, covering all of my predictions and your action plans. You can go ahead and download it all absolutely free by going to www.mcsmagazine.com 279. And now, let's step into my time machine and let's take a peek into 2020. Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, hey there, welcome back everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And there's no doubt that we've seen a lot of stuff happening over the last year here in the way of threats that we've experienced, in the ways of natural disaster, nuclear threats that are out there. I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of activity, right? That's one of the things I'm going to be talking about in this episode, but I thought it'd be really interesting to get your opinion and give you my opinion for what we could be seeing as threats going into 2020. As we can see, things are really ramping up all the way around the globe. But the question is, what are the things that are going to be most applicable to you and what are you going to do about it rather than just watching the news or bitching about things on Facebook? What are you actually going to be doing to protect yourself and your families for some of the things that we are seeing right now? now I'm also going to be giving you some insights into what's happening within the industry as far as what you find online, the way of products and the way of services when it comes to survival and, prep and preparedness. Um, so you're going to kind of give a peek behind the curtain here for some of the things that are happening. I think there's a lot of good stuff that's happening that I think you're going to really like uh, to see coming up here, okay? But it's not going to be good news for everybody. I'll explain what that means here, okay? But these, I'm going to give you my top five prepping predictions for 2020 and the action plans that you need to do related to all of these, okay? But I also want to know what your predictions are for 2020. What are some of the things that you're seeing out there? I mean, between all of us, we have over a million followers. We have, we've, we've grown exponentially over the last few years. And um, I want to, but that's a heck of a network to get other people's observations in here. So I really want to know what your predictions are for 2020. Go ahead and leave them on our blog where this episode is over at moderncombatandsurvival.com. I'd really like to hear from you what you think is coming up as well as what you're doing to prepare for those factors. All right. So I'm going to give you my top five predictions for 2020 right now. And that is prediction number one is that we're going to see more people prepping due to the increase that we've seen in natural disasters. Okay, and, what, and when I say prepping, I think we're going to see more practical prepping that's out there. So over the last several years now, we, what we've seen is a lot of like doomsday prepping. We've seen a lot of fear porn. We, you know, we saw, um, if, you, if you go back another you know, good five, six, seven, eight years, even actually even longer than that, but when Obama came into office was also at the same time that we saw a resurgence in a lot of different uh, political parties that were coming out. But also, it was, at the, it was kind of this convergence of fantasy doomsday stuff that was put online. Between Doomsday Preppers reality show, 
uh, The Walking Dead coming out with, you know, zombies were coming out of the ground. Like people got into prepping because it was more of a fantasy thing. And that was capitalized on by a lot of marketers that were out there that really used this, this fear we call it fear porn, to be able to get people to believe that things were going to happen that weren't necessarily going to happen. If you remember all of the, you know, FEMA was stacking up coffins to be able to put preppers in them and, and, and it put them in, into internment camps and we're keeping these massive lists. Um, all of that was fear porn that was put out there to get people to buy products that were out there. I know because I'm in this industry. Obviously, you read our newsletter. You know that we have programs that uh, training programs that we put out there. We have products that um, e-commerce products that we put out there for preparedness and firearms training, self-defense training, and things like that. So I'm I hear all the chatter that happens out there with what things people are putting out as products that are marketing. And we do market other people's products as well through our newsletter and through the uh, through the the articles that we put out there. And 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 we've seen a lot of change within the industry. Now we're very selective in what we put out there. Um, as far as like only things that I believe in or that I'm personally using that we do a whole like a process of reviewing things because I can tell you there is a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of really bad shit out there. And that's going to come up here in uh, in prediction here number two. But what we're seeing is that more and more people are getting into prepping now from a practical standpoint because of the situations that people have been put into. So one, we have seen an erratic um, natural disaster record that's happening. So things, as we predicted before, and and if you look at other predictions that we've made, natural disasters are going to happen more frequently and they are going to be more erratic where um, you might expect, like I'm, I'm in Chicago right now and it is the middle of winter and uh, heck, I mean, we should be three feet of snow right now. And yesterday it was 60 degrees outside. So, so it's, it's erratic, right? But then there's, we might get dumped on with snow in June, you know? So these erratic weather patterns are happening more and more frequently and they're getting worse and worse. So, but we've seen this a lot in the news now from the wildfires in, in California. Um, we've just seen different types of natural disasters happening. We're going to see that even more. Climate change is happening. We know that it's happening, whether or not people want to say that it's man-made or if it's just natural. It doesn't really, to me, it's kind of a stupid argument to say whether it's man-made or whether it's not man-made. If it's happening, it's happening. I, I never understood this argument for for why it's it's not man-made, so you know we shouldn't do anything about it. it, it it's a stupid argument to begin with, right? So, um, but but regardless, we're seeing these changes happening, and these disasters. More and more people are preparing for them. So, what does this mean for you, and what can you do about it? Well, one is to keep your ears open to what to other people. So, I'm assuming you're listening to this, so you are more prepared than 95% of the people that are around you, right? But more of those people are going to start becoming more prepared. Now, that's a good thing because the less prepared people that are out there then that means that you're going to be more of a target. If you're a person that's prepared and other people aren't prepared and resources are, I mean, our government is not prepared. So um, as resources dwindle, you become the resource for people around you if they notice that you have things that they might want, right? So the more people, you want more people prepared around you because you want them to be self-sufficient and not maybe targeting you during any sort of a long-term crisis, now, the other thing here is that as people be- begin preparing, they're going to talk more, 
All right, because just like I, we, we warn preppers that are out there to stop talking about your preps. Don't tell people around you. You don't want people knocking on your door. Hey, we don't have any food. Remember you were telling me about that one year of survival food you had stocked away and how I should also do that? Well, I didn't do it, but hey, if you got a year, well, you can afford like some of your food, right? So more, so that's why we tell people don't talk about your preps. But as people begin prepping, newbies are going to talk about their preps. It's a, it's an element of pride. It's, it's something that you feel like you're doing well, and you share that with people around you. Keep your ears open to the people that are doing that, that you also feel can be responsible, because these are your opportunities to look for adding to your mutual aid group, or if you want to call it your survival team or whatever. Okay, so. And you start, and but you want to be very selective. It's not just because your neighbor just started packing away some instant mashed potatoes and some ramen noodles that you want to add them to your group. You have to be very selective about who you add to your mutual aid group. However, keep your ears open and know how to test the waters with certain people that are are very strategic who you need in your group, so that you can look and start to talk. You can start to talk with them about the practical ways of prepping, why they need to shut the hell up, not talk about it, but ways that you can help them and they can help you. So what I mean by that, just as an example, is I suck at building stuff. I can't build freaking, I can't build a bird, a bird uh, uh, house, all right? So I have somebody on my mutual aid group that is, that knows how to build stuff. I mean, basically this person can can even make wood out of out of um out of uh timber i mean it's like i have somebody that i know is very i have somebody that i know is very mechanically inclined i don't even change my own oil anymore right so it's things like that that you want to keep your ears open that you might need these people to be able to help restore your own home in a disaster or build a new locate build a new location if things get really bad or keep your vehicles running in any sort of a, a situation where we don't have resources for vehicle repair and there's no there are no shops open anymore. So those are the people that you want to know, but you need to keep your ears open to the people that are going to begin prepping now. It's happening. There is a movement happening. We're getting out of the doomsday scenario stuff and we're getting into more practical stuff. This is a benefit for you. Okay. All right. Prediction number two, I'm going to go ahead and carry on with the uh, the survival industry sort of thing. And we're going to start to see a thinning of the herd within the survival industry that's out there um, and the way of marketing that's happening. So e-commerce, training, uh, s- training books that are out there. We have seen ever since survival and doomsday preppers came out and we saw this real kind of movement of fantasy doomsday stuff we we saw a bunch of people come into the marketplace that really were not prepping at all they just saw that this was a hot market and this is going to happen no matter what i mean cbd oil now is like the big thing i mean market people that want to make money off of anything i mean salespeople out there are going to find ways to make money off of something so when there's a hot market that hits you get this wave of people that come in that start to go ahead and, um, and and market products. So that's why we're very selective. Now, I see a lot of these people, they, they approach us and they want us to market their their programs to to our newsletter and and we review it first. And it's like, well, you know what? If it if it doesn't pass muster, if it's not something that I if that doesn't help me, then I'm not going to put it out there to other people. The other thing we look out for there is are people being duped into something else? So We've seen a, a, just this whole, whole like years and years and years of these free plus shipping offers where get this free gizmo, all you do is pay shipping. Those can be good offers when it is something that is useful for you to get for free. The, the problem, though, was that the way people were using this 
was to get people into membership programs that they are paying for month after month and they don't realize it because it's kind of hidden in fine print or it's, it's, it's tricking people into breaking out their credit cards and getting them to buy something that over time uh, they didn't realize that they were paying for, but then all of a sudden they wake up and it's like, wait a minute, why have I been paying this? Cancel my thing. Well, by that time, you already spent a good amount of money. So we've seen this happen. Um, and in times it slipped right past me. Like there are times that we've had products that we normally promote, but then all of a sudden those companies took them and made them uh, free, but then put a membership program on the back end. And people and our own our own customers, our own followers have let us know when we've had products uh, that we've promoted out there that have led to these types of things and we stopped promoting those things. But they have happened. You need to go ahead and make sure that if you are purchasing anything on the internet, you want to make sure that you're reading what the actual offer is. You want to, there are regulations that have been put in place starting about, I would say about 12 years ago or so, where companies do have to show you if there's going to be any follow-up, uh, follow-up uh, charges on your card from something that you're buying. Now, those have to be near buy buttons. Uh, by, that's by regulation within the, the credit card industry. So over where it says where, yes, I want to add this to my order or yes, I want this. You want to make sure that you are reading, especially around the buttons there for what the terms are for what you're purchasing. Now, what's happened is a lot of people, a lot of these companies have come in and done this and the chargebacks that have happening, people that have complained about them are forcing them out of the business. So I'm pulling back the curtain here and letting you know what's happening behind the scenes here within our e-commerce industry for the products that, um, that you'll see out there. Um, these people are being put out of business, okay? And rightfully so, because any, if you're not gonna do good business with people, you don't belong to be in that industry, all right? But you need to make sure, so you are gonna start to see that um, you're going to see less and less offers out there, but you're going to see more people trying to make the most out of it right now with the free plus shipping offers and things. Now, it doesn't mean that free plus shipping offers are not good offers. Usually, they just lead to other how they make how we make um, money back on something like that is in additional offers that might you might like that are either at a discounted rate or at full price after that. So, free plus shipping can be a good offer. You just need to make sure that you're not being forced into a membership program that you don't want to be a part of. Some of these membership programs do offer benefit. We are really revamping our New World Patriot Alliance uh, membership for 2020 uh, based upon input from people that have attended our live events as well as our, have given us feedback as members. So we're really, we are really revamping that for 2020. And we've got a lot of really exciting things that are happening because we want people that are within our membership to be, to want to be a part of, they would, they want to be a part of it because they're getting value out of it. All right. So, um, go ahead and make sure that you're keeping your eyes open for that type of stuff. All right. Uh, prediction number three here is that you are going to see higher quality products that are coming out now. Okay, so the a lot of the free plus shipping gizmos that you see out there are really kind of throwaway gizmos. They, they might not be very effective. They might be cheaper alternatives to something that you might really need in your survival gear, um, but it's not really good quality. All right. So a good example of that is, you know, any, you know, those little um, those those rope saws that you uh, that you put inside of a kit and you use them to saw down a tree. Now I've used several of those. There are some really good ones out there that are almost like chainsaw chains, but most of those things are really just super, super cheap. 
The free plus, you can get them for free. You just pay the shipping on it. And that covers the cost of those cheap little things anyway. I mean, they don't really cost anything to, to manufacture, but they also don't last very long. It's not a very effective means of chopping down trees. Now, as opposed to what we tell everybody to have is a machete. I mean, everybody knows that we have a guardian machete. It's our, it's our urban survival machete, and it's a high-quality machete. And But that's something that's going to last you as opposed to something like a rope saw. Now, our, our machete isn't free plus shipping. It's not a free machete. In fact, it's a higher-quality product. It's more expensive than a lo- most of the machetes that are out there. And you can go to big-name companies that are out there, but it's... Um, even those that are coming back, these big name companies, I'm not going to say who they are, but these blade companies that, that have really good quality, like folder knives are putting out really crappy machetes to, to, to capitalize on the survival market that's out there. They're really horrible machetes, but they have a great name attached to them. Well, you're going to start to see higher quality products out there, but you get what you pay for folks. You get what you pay for. Now, throwaway items for short-term crisis might not be a, a big problem. But when you think longer term and what you might need something for, you need to invest in quality for your core survival systems. So let's look at those core survival systems and what you can do there, okay, as an action item here. So for food, you know, bulk canned goods are a cheap and expensive way to just add some canned goods there, right? That's great for a short-term crisis. But for longer-term crisis or if you do need to evacuate an area, we do recommend a a um, survival packaged survival meals that are designed for survival. They're either dehydrated or freeze-dried. They have a 25-year shelf life, and they're mobile. So Food for Patriots is one uh, that's out there that I know you've seen our articles for them that have been out there. Um, Realized Foods is one that we actually endorse with our our bug-out bag. So there's a 72-hour, we put a 72-hour kit uh, deal with our with our bug out bags, and that's really super good quality food. Um, so, but you need to you need to make that shift from those like bulk canned goods or even things like flour and stuff like that. It's it, those can be good, but they can be destroyed very easily. They're not very mobile. All right, so I recommend that you really focus more in now on the mobile freeze, you know, specific survival meal plans that are out there. And um, those have come really far down in price these days. Okay, really far down because. There are more people getting into prepping. There's more of a market out there for it. There's more competition, and that has driven down the price. So take advantage of that price. When it comes to water, short-term crisis, you got bottled water, right? You can just have stacks of some bottled water. Longer-term crisis, you want to look at how can you manufacture water, no matter where you are. How do you generate water on the go that you're not limited to the stores that you have just with what you have stored up? Shelter. Um, what, can you, what do you have as a backup? Now is the time for you to really start looking at what is your backup for uh, your shelter. If you have to evacuate, where are you going to go? I'm not saying you need a bunker in the ground in Montana, but do you have a plan for where you can go during hard times? Okay, do, do you have a mutual aid group that you can uh, that you can all band together and be together in a central location that you can have stability and security in numbers? Okay, and speaking of that, let's get to security. Um, do you have a mutual aid group? Now is the time to start one. Now is the time to start one. Also, when it comes to weapons, assess your arsenal. Assess your arsenal that you're actually using. Um, If you want to know how to set up your survival arsenal, you can go over to bestsurvivalweapons.com. That is a free guide that we give away that shows you how to build your own uh, weapons arsenal for personal security during a crisis. And the big thing there is train with with your weapons. Train with them. 
Okay, we even do a, um, this year we're gonna, we're gonna be putting on our combat machete class. A machete is a weapon. We have a good quality machete. We have DVDs on how to fight with a machete. And we have a training camp where people come in from all around the country. Once a year we put on this training camp and we, um, it's, it's a blast. And you're learning a very valuable skill, believe it or not. Yes, a machete is a, an extremely effective weapon, especially during times of civil unrest and crisis. Okay, so consider, I'm not saying don't have guns. <laughs> I love my guns, but I'm just saying you got to train with whatever you have there. Okay. And then the final thing I'll talk about when it comes to high quality products are your bug out bags. Now I see this, the, the bug out bag is the core of any survival program. I talk about that in my survival class. If you go over to preppingclass.com, you can go ahead and, and, and get into my, to my master class that I hold there. Um, but a bug out bag is the core of everything that you do here. And we've seen that as people have gotten more into prepping, more and more bags have come out that are really inexpensive bags. Even some that we've seen as free plus shipping that, guess what, have gotten you into membership programs that you may or may not have known about, okay? But so anything that is the core of what is of your system, you don't. that's the area where you want to invest your money. And I realize that our bug out bag, um, the X-Bob, is a little bit more expensive than other bags that are out there, but it is also custom designed. I designed that from the ground up to be used for very specific purposes when it comes to survival. So forget the freebies. If you want to know more about this area, you can go ahead and get into my prep, uh, the uh, the survival masterclass that I have by going to preppingclass.com. That's preppingclass.com, and you can get signed up for the uh, for the uh, the masterclass there. Okay. All right. So for number f prediction number four here is that we're going to see all five collapse sources increasing in threat. Now there are five things I talk about in my in my survival class that are the five. Collapse, true collapse threats that could literally change life as we know it. And we're going to see increases in these over throughout 2020. Okay. So natural disasters are one of them. Again, we've seen climate change is very real. Now, the way I tell people to do this is to analyze your own risk history of your area. Where you live, do you know what the risks are for your area? Is it earthquake? Is it wildfires? Is it flooding? What you need to do is look at the risk history of your area. How far can you go back and what, and what was the worst event that's happened there? Because of, um, especially because of climate change when it affects natural disasters, is you want to add 50% to the worst event. So think about what, how did that affect the area that you're in during that worst event that happened in the past and then add another 50% of that. Um, the waters get higher. The, uh, the wildfires go, go further. You need to assess your own personal risk and then make it worse, okay? And then are you prepared? Is it going to affect you, all right? Uh, pandemics are another thing. The CDC in, in, uh, just recently has added disease X to their watch list for diseases that could have a viral effect and literally wipe out um, hundreds of thousands to potentially millions of people. The flu is not the only thing that has the ability to do that. Disease X has been put on there, which is not a real disease. It is basically the CDC saying that things are so freaking screwed up out there that there's stuff happening that we don't, we have no way to predict what it's going to be. We just know that something is coming and it is going to be catastrophic. We're not going to be prepared for it. And it's going to, it's going to have a heavy death toll out there. Everybody needs to keep their ears and eyes open. All right. So that is going to be a huge problem coming up here. Do you have a way at your home to be able to set up um, any sort of like when the when the hospitals get overrun and they become basically germ factories 
Will you be able to um, be able to take care of yourself in your home? Are you taking care of your survival medicine needs that you might have out there? We just did a, a podcast with Dr. Bones and uh, uh, Dr. Joe Alton, and uh, that was just recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think, or last week might have even been, but nonetheless, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, um, be able to know just know the basics of survival medicine. Do you have the things that you might need for your own personal? Uh, health conditions that you have, things like that. Okay. But you need to be prepared for this type of thing. Nuclear um, is another area where, I mean, North Korea has been vowing to now go on the offensive. Well, it's an erratic leadership, right? Are, is he, is he Trump's best friend or is he our worst enemy? Who, who the hell knows anymore? Right. But it's, it's in a very erratic nature out there. So with our, um, with different global political um, things that are going on, we are going to see more and more people getting into the nuclear arms race here, okay? Because it is an unpredictable thing out there. And when it's unpredictable, people are going to take advantage of it. That includes countries that are going to have the ability to have potentially have more nuclear power out there, okay? Instability offers opportunity. Uh, grid down blackout. Um, most people are worried about this from the standpoint of an EMP or a solar flare. Yeah, those are still kind of, uh, those are, those are. I mean, obviously a solar flare could be a very catastrophic event that could take out our electrical grid. And we know that that is a huge, huge problem. And the CIA has said that with, uh, with an electrical grid down for a year, we would see 90% of the U.S. population dead, basically. And that's not from... That's not really, that's, I mean, it's not like a like, like the, our electricity is our life support. That's just from people freaking out and killing one, one another over limited resources. Okay. But my thing is that we are going to, the, our, our true threat when it comes to a grid down blackout is cyber. It's not necessarily EMP. The U S cyber command knows that many nations, I'm not talking about just Russia. Russia is already hacked into our electrical system. And here's the thing. Many nations already can do it with the flip of a switch right now. This isn't like we have to wait for the sol- for, for the sun to spit, you know, to, to, to puke out a solar flare and take us down. No countries right now can take us down. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when they already know that a grid down blackout is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's a matter of when, and when it happens, it is going to be traumatic. Imagine all of our systems that re- I mean that rely on our electrical power, not just electricity, not just electricity, but like think about your your entire bank account all of a sudden showing zero. All of your retirement, your investments showing zero. Like your entire income completely wiped out. Our water purification systems, potable water, drinkable water, not available. Resupply for food, not available. All right, gas pumps, not working. All right, those are all the things that we're looking at. That's why grid down blackout really is, I think, the the most uh, this most critical thing that we have to worry about going on here in the future. Are you able to work? <clears throat> excuse me. Are you able to? actually sustain yourself without that. But also, do you have a plan for protecting yourself when the shit hits the fan and people are freaking out and security, once again, becomes more of an issue? All right. Uh, the last one that we talk about with uh, collapse sources are the economic collapse. Now, it's no doubt we are in uh, a great economic time right now. I mean, our economy is very strong. Um, even the skeptics have been um, have said that 
this presidency um, has helped out with the economy even more. I mean, we are already we're already coming back from it from a. Um, um, from a recession, and we were we were trending very well, but things have gotten even better. We've we've gotten rid of some regulations that have helped in some certain areas, um, but we've also there was there's been a cost to that. Um, the the budget deficit when Trump took office was 587 billion dollars a year. So that's basically like our we have our bills and we have our income, right? And it, historically, I mean, our bills are always higher than our income. So you need to really think about your own personal income. What if your your bills on a monthly basis were a lot more than what you were making in your work or off of Social Security, right? Well, that's not a, a that's not a winning strategy right there. So what we've seen over this last year um, is that the budget deficit went from $587 billion when Trump took office to it's more than doubled now. It's more than doubled. It is now $1.2 trillion each year that we can't pay for. Those are that's the, that's the deficit. We have to come up with an extra $1.2 trillion to be able to balance things out. Well, we're not going to do that, right? We just keep increasing the debt over and over and over again. This is a ticking time bomb. Now, there are people out there that's like, who cares about debt, right? Because it doesn't hit us in our pocketbook just yet. But this is a ticking time bomb. Our national debt is now over $23 trillion. So essentially what we do is each year we just get a bigger credit card. And we, we are in this kind of la-la land where we feel like, hey, we, we, our bills are even bigger. Let's, we, we just keep increasing our bills. Let's get another credit card and just living our, outside of our means. We are not living within our means as a country. The same way that we as our families have to live within our means of what we make from our jobs, the government is not doing that. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And every single politician, Democrat and Republican, gets in and says, I'm going to eliminate the, uh, the, the, uh, the debt. I'm going to change the, uh, the deficit. We're going to bring the deficit down. Everybody says that. Everybody's lying. Everybody is lying through their teeth. This monster is not going to go away. It's just a matter of how are you preparing for it, all right? You need to be prepared for an economic collapse. What are you doing to protect your money, all right? What are you gonna do when people, when the economy does collapse and people aren't able to take their money out and again, they start freaking out? That's why we talk about how civil unrest really is one of those threats that are out there, all right? So speaking of that, let me go into prediction number five, which is, the same prediction I had back in 2016, which was that we are going to see more and more of these Trump riots. Now, we have become more and more divided as a country more than ever before, as I remember, since the Civil War. Okay, It has become a system. I wish, I wish we could all pull together and get our shit together and actually take care of the, the real problems that our country has because it's going to take unification to make sure that we can solve these problems. It takes unification. You can't do this alone. We need the world to be able to help do it. I and mean, we, are, we are in a real crisis here in a lot of different areas. And unfortunately, we keep dividing our country more and more. We keep dividing the world more and more. I'm not putting on my, uh, my patchouli and my Birkenstock sandals and hugging trees here. I'm basically stating that just the way it is from a microcosm of survival, where we talk about how if you are a lone wolf person out there thinking that you're going to survive a major crisis, a grid down blackout, and it's just you and your family, you're sadly mistaken. 
much larger, stronger groups are going to take over when there is a lack of resources and accountability and security in an area. And you have got to be part of a group that can sustain itself in numbers. Well, the same thing is going to happen with our country. We have global issues and we have domestic issues. If we keep separating our country the way that we have been, all we're going to see are more divided people that are fighting amongst themselves rather than solving the problems that are going to make life better for all of us. And so, as we've seen here, is that all of the rhetoric on the campaign trails for Trump's rallies, as well, well Trump rallies especially, I'm going to say it, um, are division, division, division. It's become a situation where on the left and the right, as long as the other side is pissed off, then we must be happy. Okay, As long as the other side is really angry and feeling like things aren't going their way, then we must be doing something okay. So it's become less about the issues and what we can agree on and what we can work together on and more about I just want to make sure that the other side is really having a very bad day. So what we're going to see now are more and more protests as these uh, political campaigns come in here. And we're going to see more and more clash. We saw it in 2016. We saw riots. We saw, we saw shootings. We saw cop cars being tipped over. We saw buildings being put on fire. That's going to be worse, folks, because we are even worse than we were in 2016. 2020 is going to be a shitstorm of a political season. It's a matter of what are you going to do? So what I recommend that you do is stay aware of the news for topics that are getting national attention. All right. And then search for groups that are protesting those things, those things. You're going to see this even in small towns, I think, across America in 2020. There are going to be big protests within the within the major cities, but there are going to be smaller ones that are going to be happening on the outskirts of those cities. So you need to stay aware of what is getting national attention. So as an example, when Trump first signed that executive order restricting travel for non-citizens from um, Muslim majority nations, what we saw were protests that were happening. People flooded into airports. All of a sudden, that disrupted air travel. So how is it going to affect you? Imagine if you were at the airport getting ready to go on a vacation somewhere or taking your family somewhere, and then all of a sudden, 10,000 people show up at the airport and they flood inside of there, okay? What if it became violent inside of there? How would you protect yourself from with, just with your everyday carry gear that you have on you? Are you prepared for something, for an instant disaster that happens with your everyday carry gear? Are you prepared for civil unrest? All right, these are programs that we've, we've developed training programs just for these types of events because we know that they happen and we're gonna see them happening in 2020, okay? Um, get on these email lists for people that are our protest groups. So get on the enemy, if you will, like those people that are planning protests that could potentially be um, violent. Get on their email list. Look at the social media sites that they're using. Get a police scanner and a map of your area, a roadmap of your area. If you get a police scanner, it's going to let you know of things that are happening in your area that pop up. Okay, so if you're seeing a demonstration that's happening or you know one's going to happen, you can monitor that safely from your home, not just from the news. Let's say that they're not covering it or you don't you don't have the ability to get to uh, what's happening there in enough time. Police scanners are real time. So you can hear when things are going. When they give locations that are on there, do you know the entire area of that you live in? Would you know the streets if they say it's on this street that it's only four blocks away from you and moving in your direction? So that's what I recommend that you do there. The best defense is not to be there. So you also need to know when to get out, all right? So those are my top five predictions. Uh, I think they're no BS predictions, but I'd like to hear back from you. What do you think is in store for us, practically speaking, over 2020 in the way of threats? And what are you doing about it? Do you agree with my assessments? Do you not agree with them? 
um, I'd like to hear back from you. I'd like to get your feedback on it, all right? So please go ahead and make sure you head on over to our blog over at moderncombatsurvival.com and look for this post for episode number 279 and go ahead and leave your comments in there. I'd like to hear what you have to say, all right? And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.